From body image pressures to social media likes, sometimes it can feel like the world is full of noise. And that's exactly why we've got to start talking out loud. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host today, Mercer, a health journalist and eating disorder survivor. I'm glad you're here. Hi guys, welcome back to Talking Out Loud. This week we have such a fascinating guest who's going to talk to us about fitness in your 40s and beyond, working out through menopause, how health changes as we grow older, and all sorts of exciting things. Please welcome Nikki Phillips, Pilates and fitness expert and founder of NYX, a workout app targeted at women in their 40s and beyond, to the show. Nikki, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Now, I've been reading a bit about your story, and you've had an incredible journey from going I mean, I think you did a lot of intense fitness in your 20s, and then you had a back injury, and now you've moved into other methods of fitness. So would you talk us through your own health journey and where you are now? Yes, absolutely. So um, I've always been into fitness and really enjoyed um, working out. And I think as uh, when we're younger and we, we take on a fitness regime, we, we you know just go at it head first. Um, and it's often about uh, feeling and looking really good, uh, maybe not necessarily thinking about how good it is for our bodies in totality. Um, so um, I used to run a lot. I used to do a lot of yoga and um, just all all types of exercise I could possibly do. Um, and then I had a back injury in my twenties. Um, you know, I had I, I was very toned. I thought I was really strong, and actually. Um, subsequently found out that my core was actually not particularly strong even though I had a six-pack um, and um, I started to rehabilitate um, my back and my body through Pilates. Um, my physio said that it was essential that I try to really strengthen my body before going back to exercise. Um, so then from that point, I really just fell in love with Pilates. I was doing both mat and reformer or machinery Pilates and um, decided to retrain. So I used to work in media and film and uh, sport. And when I had my, uh, when I was pregnant with my first daughter, I used Pilates all the way through my pregnancy and felt quite, strong and amazing and my body really um it is a lot of people don't pop back into shape but my I think because I had done so much Pilates I felt really strong and post natally I was very strong and was able to go back to Pilates quite quickly after having my first child so that's really where the story starts that I um had the injury then started doing a lot of Pilates fell in love and retrained as a Pilates teacher myself. That's, I think that's how a lot of the, I would say the greater fitness stories start is it's, is it someone does the sport themselves and then just finds this great and deep love for it. And I know you've launched NYX, which as we mentioned is, is an app aimed at women nearing their forties and beyond. So how does fitness change for women in that age category? Yeah, I I think it's quite important to, firstly, we, we often don't realise that we should be changing the way we exercise. Um, obviously, you know, I was in my 30s when I had children, but some people are uh, older. So not only can you be postnatal when you're hitting that age, um, but also... Um, even if you have had children or you haven't, when we're going into our 40s, body 
um, mass, muscle mass changes. Um, from the age of 30 to 35, our muscle density and our bone density starts to decline. So it's very much about changing the way we work out to make sure that we're really supporting our bodies. We're creating a way of which to build that bone density. Um, also, a lot of times postnatally, there is um, a, a difficulty to get back into exercise. Often we're very busy, we're tired, um, you know, we, we feel that the body's been through quite a lot and maybe we don't try and, or, or we are unable to find that fitness level that we previously had or that strength that we previously had. Um, and so it is really important to Think about healing the body postnatally, um, really go, starting off at a very slow pace so that once you're into your 40s, and this is whether you've had babies or not, to be honest, um, you know, we still have a really good, strong uh, pelvic floor connection, that core connection, and we can work on that. And when we have that strength through our pelvic floor and our core, it allows us to be able to work out in um, very different ways. So when we're in our 40s, we do need to increase our impact. So impact training obviously allows you to help build bone density, that that um, repetitive um, jumping and impact through your body actually can make bone regrow. Um, so not only is that important, but also strength training is going to be important for our bodies to increase that muscle density. And it's very difficult to feel that sometimes that we want to be doing those work, those, those sort of workouts, particularly when you're going into your 40s and going into that menopausal stage of life, um, when hormones are you know, very um, unpredictable and we're perhaps not feeling our best. We might be tired. We may just not feel physically like we can even get dressed or, or you know, the body is going through so much. So um, what I always suggest is that we start small and build on that. So it's not about doing an hour of uh, running. Um, you know, we can do short periods of uh, strength training, wh whether that's using your body weight, whether that's using weights um, or p through, through Pilates machines. And then the impact of it, it, even a 10-minute run is is great for the body. Well, that's about what I was about to ask. Like, what is that kind of key number that we have to do as, as say, a woman in her 40s? What's the number she should do to, to get that those benefits to her bones and to her body and, and that kind of longevity element. Yeah. So, you know, I think firstly, you've got to um, do what you feel you can do. I think that's really important. Often we're, we're a lot of people just feel like it's all too much. So they then are not actually working out at all. It's much better to feel like you're doing something that's achievable. So whether that's 20 minutes two or three times a week, or whether you can do more, that's brilliant. When it comes to bone density, it's actually really interesting. Um, running is is great for building bone density, but actually it's only in, within the first 10 minutes of that impact that you're getting that uh, growth of bone, that, that, that benefit to um, that impact. So if you've started doing one kind of impact, 10 minutes, is the maximum you really need to be doing of one type of um, 
position. Um, so mixing it up is a great way of um, making sure that, you know, we are putting that pressure on our body to create that bone density. What about so many women right now are confined to their houses, their flats? I know where I am at the moment, we, you know, have only just been allowed to leave our neighborhoods. What about women dealing with that who maybe don't have an access to a gym, to a bunch of weights, or even a beautiful Pilates reformer machine? What can we do? I think it's it's amazing how we've all changed during, during COVID. And, and I think, you know, we've seen how um, amazing we are as humans to adapt. And, and I think working out at home with literally a mat can be really rewarding. It can be really exciting exciting um it doesn't always have to be in a gym it's not only accessible hopefully you don't need a lot of space you don't really even need a mat you can you know do um work it you can work out in a really small space so nick's is very much about working out at home the majority of the workouts are um you're able to do without any equipment um but you know we're we're luckily we um still have the accessibility to shop online so we can get some small weights as well if you want to increase that weight training which again is great for muscle density so I think it's you know there's so many things out there at the moment and that's where Nix really comes in all the workouts are a maximum of 40 minutes really and some of which are 10 minutes and it's about that regularity that you know the more you do it the more habitual it becomes and the easier it becomes and and the more enjoyable it becomes because you see the benefits you feel the benefit are there any health benefits specifically for women say going through menopause when they do exercise like i know for instance um, some of the research it was a few years ago but fitbit had released some research around women exercising during their periods and what I recall is that the stats show that women who did exercise during their periods, you know, they burned some percentage more of calories, but also it, it decreased symptoms if they were able to get themselves into that mood to exercise. So do we see any sort of additional benefit or benefit specifically for women in menopause where it comes to fitness? Well, obviously, as I keep discussing there's the bone density and the muscle density which is essential you know we really want to try and avoid any osteoporosis as we get older so that's that's one key thing I think also when we're going through menopause um, it's a very uh, you know challenging time and it can really affect your mental health and I think exercise as we know you get those endorphins that feel-good factor and it, and it's such a natural way of of getting that positivity. Um, I think it's really important that we we move our bodies. It really helps to uh, lubricate our joints. It helps to uh, keep our circulation going. You know, we also when we hit menopause, we often start thickening around the waist. We often put weight on. So, and those things can have an, a knock on effect with our mental health as well. So by uh, you know, sort of, it's a two-pronged attack almost. You, not only, hopefully, are you going to feel better, but you're also going to be burning some fat or calories and, and you know, hopefully staying uh, just healthier in general. That's, yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. 
Now, what about, you've mentioned a few times, like the mental health side, what about women who are struggling mentally to get themselves to move? I know sometimes lately, just because I'm looking at the same four walls and, you know, I'm in my pajamas most Mm -hmm. days, like changing into a workout kit feels like a workout in itself. And then the thought Mm -hmm. of exercising on top of that, it's like layers upon layers of these funny little Mm -hmm. mental battles. So what, what advice do you have for women who just need to like find a way to to get themselves to move? I agree. I think it's really tough. So I, I always tell my clients to, when they wake up, put your gym kit on, try not to put something else on. And, and, and you're right, we're at the moment, we're at home in sort of tracksuits a lot of the time. I will I will make sure that I wake up and I put my kit on because it, it definitely, having that on, is it's definitely a, a reminder that you want to do it and you're going to do it hopefully at some point. I think also just not um, feeling like you're going to have to go off and do a 50-minute workout. It, it's starting small. Um, and even if you're waking up and you're not feeling great to say, okay, you know what, I'm going to do 10 minutes, at least I'm moving my body. I know it's going to make me feel better afterwards. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's really key not to persuade ourselves out of moving because we feel like we have to do so much. You know, and the other thing is, it doesn't always have to be a hit workout, it can be low impact, or it can be just a walk, just getting outside. Um, and, and the more we do it, the more you, you want to do it. So it, it goes hand in hand. That's so interesting. I was listening to a, a neuroscientist who specializes now in research about how exercise impacts your brain. And mm. one of the really beautiful but very simple takeaways that she discovered through her research is that, you know, like like the governments often say, it's it's not about doing an hour-long sprint uphill. It's about doing maybe a a 10 to 30 minute walk a few times a week Mm. or doing something where we get our heart rate up and we get that blood pumping and then we get those endorphins. But also according to her research, we sort of start to change the pathways of our brain, which is amazing. Mm. Mm. Would Would you mind telling me a bit about what fitness means to you? Like why I know we've talked about the bones, we've talked about like the really practical stuff, but why Mm. does it matter to you personally? I just think, so one of the things that I loved about, I love about teaching and I I just feel that it's a real, you can create a real community, whether it's just, um, you know, obviously at the moment I'm doing a lot online, I'm doing a lot on social media uh, workouts, but it's also just... um, knowing that people are enjoying what I'm doing and it's really helping them. I think the mental health aspect of exercising is really important to me. I know when I don't exercise regularly, I just don't feel as positive. It just makes me feel better. I think, you know, I feel stronger. I feel like um, everything functions better if if I'm feeling fitter and stronger. And I think that's what I really want other women to to you know enjoy as well I think we can really get into the rut of not working out and it can really feel like it's a huge hurdle but as I said you know if we start small it it becomes a habit very quickly Um, and and that's where the enjoyment comes in it allows you to do things um, without you know pain or injury you feel more active generally everything else becomes more enjoyable I think well speaking of 
setting that that goal and starting small. I know January is right around the corner. And mm. I feel like so much of January involves these huge goals, often weight focused. And mm. so many people like jump into January, try to make these massive changes, maybe burn out very quickly and then just feel immensely discouraged and give up. And it's it's this really kind of awful cycle that you see a lot of, I would say, dodgy weight loss companies can perpetuate and really push. So how, what advice do you have for women who are eyeing New Year's resolutions and wanting to make a, a positive change with their bodies for themselves? How should they do it in, in a way that maybe will result in, in more positive changes? I think, you know, often we write down a whole huge list of things that we're going to try and achieve. And and I think really, if you can just do stick to one or two, I think you need, you know, if it's, it's health and uh, fitness and weight related, then I think it's really important just to um, think about it from more of a, a, perhaps not just thinking, I want to shed all this weight, I feel guilt. It's more about, you know, thinking, okay, I, I want to feel better I want to feel more active I want to move and be more able and um, I'm going to do something that I enjoy so try and find something that you know really inspires you um, that that you find as fun it doesn't have to be hard work in terms of you know not enjoyable I think we need to find the activity that we really like uh, or or doing it with uh, obviously it's been very difficult recently doing it with a friend um, but hopefully as the year goes on you know you can maybe do do online things together commit together with someone which helps um, makes you feel more accountable as well you know you're supporting each other and and um, feel you're a bit of a team rather than you're out there on your own trying to you know, deal with not only the um, motivation, but, you know, s- sustaining it. Yes, I, I think having a friend, even through online or WhatsApp, it makes all the difference. I know for me, like that's been one of the uh, the sort of saving graces as I'm navigating mm. this cold weather and having to, to deal with winter. Just having a, a friend online that I can chat to and both of us really encourage each other to reach our own goals I'm I'm aware of your time, Nikki. Where can people find you? Where can they find Nick's? How can they get involved? So um, I'm on Instagram, so you can follow me on Instagram. Um, we have a app, so you can download me on Apple. So it's nix.fit and it's N-I-I-X uh, dot fit. So I'm on Apple and Android, so you can get me through Google Play as well. I also have a website, so um, if you prefer to go that way, you can see uh, more about what I do and the types of classes that um, I do and um, all the exciting new things coming up particularly for the new year we have some new trainers on board so it's a really exciting time for Nick so a uh, great time to get involved. Perfect and my final question is what is your favorite uplifting or inspiring quote? Ooh, ooh, uh, ooh you've stumped, stumped me here. Um <laughs> It'll come to you at midnight tonight. Uh, it just will, watch. It will. <laughs> I, I think just never give up. I, I, it's, you know, ne- never. Uh, um, it's more, you know, maybe not a quote, but I think we're never too old for a start. You're never too old to start. 
maybe that's it. I love that. I think there's one I've got saved on my phone that says, you're never too old and it's never too late. And that that really inspires me as I just turned 34 a week ago now. So I love it. You're definitely not too old. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, that that is our show. Thank you so much for tuning into Talking Out Loud. Remember to click subscribe. We will have another episode out next week. Talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.